You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Our God is good. He's so good. He's so good. Ah. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. You know, um, a friend of mine, um, or one of my friends, I was speaking to him on his birthday. He's born again and um, went secondary school together. And, you know, it, it just dawned on me that had it not been for the mercy of the Lord, who kept one, saw to it that one did not die in his unbelieving days. In secondary school, there were people who were born again. We call them SUs, right? If rapture happened then, those of us who were laughing at them, making jokes at them, you know, we would have just, you know, been sentenced to hell. And they would have gone to heaven. And you know the, 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 the frightening part and the exciting part is that this thing we are talking about is not when you get tired, you leave. Oh. Praise the Lord. You see, when someone, hey, you know, when someone goes to hell, praise the Lord, people. There is no retirement. You don't, you don't after a while say, I'm coming out. And it's not for 10 years. It's not for 100 years. It's not for a thousand years. It is for eternity. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now the same thing, if you go to heaven, praise the Lord, somebody should get excited. If you go to heaven, it's forever. Do you understand? It's forever. Heaven is where the Bible says the 24 elders, they bow, they get up, they see something to bow. Excitement. Unending excitement, unending joy, uncontainable joy. I get in it. Heaven is not a place you should miss. That's why I said we will live in his goodness. Praise the Lord. Because you see, you, you, you come into a place like this, you know, let, let's appreciate the Lord for the voice of one and the SOS band. And, and IT, God bless you. Dan, God bless you. The, the sound is so good now. And, you know, with the weather also, the AC is cooling. This AC respects the weather. When the weather is good, it cools. When the weather is hot, it doesn't cool. But, you know, it's just a beautiful environment. And like like I told you my story, you know, I've said it several times. When I was in church and the preacher was preaching, and he was saying that the devil doesn't have a problem. He has, or rather, the message was the devil's end time strategy. And he said the devil has changed the strategy. That before he kept people from going to church, he made sure people didn't go to church. But now he allows people to go anywhere they want to go. That all he just does is that he waits for them. That when they die, he takes them to hell. You know? That he lets them live their lives the way they want to live. And then, at that point in my life, I was really enjoying life. Unquote. Praise the Lord. I was probably about 25 or 26 years. I was married. You know, I was working. I had a good job. I was a chartered accountant. 
I had, you know, some money, some little money, you know. It seemed a lot then, you know, but for what I'm trusting God for now is little. Praise the Lord. Okay? And life was good. So when, when the preacher said it, and I couldn't even see him, we were in the overflow. I thought, was life worse than this? Then immediately what flashed in my mind was, you know how you hate it. If you've lived in Lagos and you're in Lagos traffic without air conditioning, then one more way is by your side. Or even two, sometimes you're squeezing between them. From this side, this one brings out carbon. This one brings out monoxide. So they meet in your car. Jonathan, he said, hell, the devil is waiting. Enjoy. So the, that word enjoy caught me because I was enjoying. And I said, no, I don't want to go from enjoying to suffering. So when I say those who want to surrender their lives to Jesus, I said, here I am. Are you getting what I'm saying? And by the mercy of God, I thank God for the testimony of my brother, Pastor Andy. From that moment, praise the Lord. From that moment, I think it was 1995 or 1994. From that moment, I have not looked back. In the name of Jesus. His grace has sustained. I don't, I don't want to toy with this thing. So anytime, anytime I feel very, very good and excited, I just remember that he saved me. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says he's able to keep you and I from what? From falling. Those are the things we must never cease to thank God for. And appreciate and celebrate and commemorate so that we can remain, we can live in his goodness. You see, before I remember, oh, those days are not good things to talk about. Praise the Lord. For a man to live life and then his past is better than his today, that's not where you want to be. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the path of the just is what? Is as the shining light. It shines what? Brighter and brighter. I pray that your tomorrows will be better than your today. In the name of Jesus. But it doesn't happen by accident. And the greatest tomorrow you have is that tomorrow of eternity. Where you live your life knowing that um, if it happens now, is joy unspeakable. Praise the Lord somebody. You, you know you have entered into rest. I don't know how many of us, you know, subject themselves to extreme truth and reality. When people die and are not born again, I can't say rest in peace. I know that there is no peace where the person is. I can say sorry to the loved ones, you know, and real sorry for them because someone, something terrible has happened. But to, to say, ah, the person is in a better place, how do, it doesn't happen by accident. Praise the Lord. It's probably under the bridge, under Beggar Bridge or uh, 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 Dantata Bridge that anybody can stroll into and get it. You can't find yourself in a suite in Hilton by accident. You didn't make a reservation. You didn't pay. Then somebody says, surely, surely, after service, who, should, who wants to be an example? Okay, surely after service this afternoon, uh, Pastor Ken now being shoot 101 in Hilton. Does it happen like that? I just say, I go to them, I say, I, I want to be in shoot 101. They'll be looking at me. 
You want to be Sutonu? They say, okay, what's your name? You know, what's your reservation number? I say, I just want to be there. After a while, I know what is going to happen. They will call security for me. If they're kind, they'll call a doctor. I get what I'm saying. So it, it doesn't happen by accident. We, we go there by intention. This morning, uh, we are coming from the uh, 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 summit for such a time as this. How many of us were there? Let's appreciate the Lord for all the things he began to do for us and he, you know, he did for us. And I know he's yet going to do for us. It was a wonderful and a glorious time in God's presence. Uh, I had wished that um, the Saturday we were able to get into a lot more details, but I trust God will give us another opportunity to do that. And on Wednesday also, um, our brother, Ni began to speak to us on the necessity of discipline in this work. So it's been an interesting week, and today's Thanksgiving. So there are so many meditations of my heart, and I'm trusting that the Spirit of God will you know, deliver to you what is necessary for you to hear in Jesus' name. Psalm 103, which, you know, captures a bit of what we are talking about now. Psalm 103, the the psalmist begins to say something that is very important there. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless what? His holy name. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. And everything that I have, bless his holy name. He said, bless the Lord, verse 2, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Praise the Lord. Now, we've learned here that when you read the Bible, and the Bible says, don't do something. Okay? It then means what? That it is something that, somebody help me. Oh, oh, oh. Okay? Okay. Don't worry. We'll repeat the class. Anytime the Bible says do not, take note that that thing is saying do not is what you will normally do and what you will continue to do. So the reason they say do not is so that you can put a break. Well, so when it says do not forget all his benefits, it means that our default mode is to forget all his benefits. You don't see the Bible say to you go to sleep. The Bible says what? Do not sleep the sleep of death. It says, you know, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead. You don't see the Bible say go and eat. Because you don't need a command to tell you to go and eat. It will be telling you do not eat, do not be a gluten. So anywhere you see do not, it means it's something you will do and keep doing. Okay? So when it says do not forget all its benefits... I can say categorically that as I'm standing here, as much as I'm trying to recall, which is what I started with, all his benefits in my life, I haven't even recalled all. And I can say that to you as well. As you're seated here, I want to believe you came in here joyful and expectant, but I want to tell you, put it to you, that you're not even mindful enough of all his benefits. You, you have forgotten some. Praise the Lord. Oh yes, surely you have forgotten some. Because the Bible says, do not forget. It means it takes an effort. Praise the Lord. It takes presence of mind. It takes work. It takes, you know, meditation to bring all of them. The Bible count your joy. Count it all joy. You must sit down and say to yourself, oh, the Lord did this, the Lord did this, the Lord did this. 
One of them, because that's not where I'm going to, I'm just, you know, trying to be faithful to our thanksgiving, is the first one he puts there, verse 3. Who says, who forgives what? All my iniquities. Who forgives all what? Your iniquities. Praise the Lord. Okay. Who heals all your diseases? We know how many of us are standing in God's healing even in this week now. Okay. But who, who forgives all your iniquities? How many of us are, are following the, the case, you know, the um, George Floyd case, you know, in the U.S.? The sentencing was done, I think it was Friday or Thursday? On Friday. Okay. I turned on the television and I saw an interesting part of it, which, you know, the Lord helped to minister or used to minister to me. And the part I saw was when the family of George Floyd were speaking, making their last appeal. And you know what their last appeal was for? It was for what? Maximum sentence. The minimum sentence based on the charge was 15 years. The maximum was 40. Okay. So I saw one of the brothers come and the brother began to say, you know, the, point, the summary of what he was saying is that Greg can no longer play with his niece. That when this, that's his own daughter now, that the last time he spoke to Greg, Greg was telling the niece that they have to plan time and come and do and take her out. All these things cannot be done again. And he was asking that, uh, uh, what's the name of the uh, Dick Chauvin, that's the police officer, that he has to pay for that time. Are you getting where I'm going? Now, let, let, let me help you because some of you are not getting. You know, when, when Christians come to God, we, we thank God for the things that he does for everybody. We thank God for the, you know, the nice houses and the cars and even the healing. But let me tell you, if you have been in a situation where you were owing things that cannot be paid, you would rather be sick. <laughs> you don't get it. They were placing a demand that is Dick Chauvin, right? That's the man's. Sorry? Jerry Chauvin. Derek Chauvin. Chauvin, okay. They were saying to him, We want Greg to come and take out his niece. The one said, He wants Greg to be able, in a, I'm, I'm putting it perfect. He wants Greg, you know, uh, Floyd, to be able to do father and daughter dance with the daughter when she does sweet 16 or when she graduates are you picking it now the man is seated there how can he ever do it how can he go back what did he do he placed his knees on the neck of the man and was absent-minded or wicked-minded or whatever i want to believe maybe he was absent-minded you know some demonic thing happened and that man died. Where he is seated here, he will give anything to reverse that moment and take off his knees. One minute, two minutes, five minutes, six minutes earlier. Or never even have seen that day. He would rather he had his leg, those knees broken, that that moment never happened. You know why? Because now they're saying you have to pay and he can't pay. It can be paid with naira. It can be paid with time. So as I was listening, the Lord said, do you know that this same Derek Chauvin, this same police officer, I 
can wash away all that he has done. And he will stand before me just as if he never sinned. That is forgiveness. That is what God does. That is what God does. He takes a woman. We looked at Rahab a few days ago. He takes a woman, a prostitute, an international prostitute of repute because they, the spies came and went straight to her house and takes this woman, brings her into the commonwealth of Israel, forgives her sins, okay? Washes her record so clean and presents her. The Jew marries, under the Jewish custom, if a man marries a woman and in that night he does not confirm his, she's a virgin, the next morning they stone her. But in the same community, God so works in Rahab and brings this prostitute. We don't know what her mileage may have been. But brings this prostitute into a new relationship and declares her a virgin. And then she's married by a responsible Jew who becomes the great-grandfather of David. Are you all getting what I'm talking about? Only God can do that. But do you know what? It's not for Rahab alone he did it. He's done it for me. That is what forgiveness. People don't understand. For, forgiveness is our greatest product. I say it here. Sometimes it might begin to sound boring for you. People make heaven because they are forgiven. People don't make heaven because they are still carrying their sins. When the Bible talks about the centrality of the cross of Christ. It's forgiveness it's talking about. Before the cross there was prosperity. Before the cross the gold that was in the world is still the same gold. The diamond that was in the world is still the same diamond. The houses, the land, the real estate, the tech, everything that was in the world is the same. But when the cross took place, what happened was that the breach, the wall of enmity, the separation, the angst of God against man was settled. And one moment in a time, God could now receive man. Man could appear before God and there will be an embrace. The angels can't come near to God because of his holiness. The angels are called the holy ones. We are so far off because of our iniquity. But by the blood of Jesus Christ, we can come in and say to him, Abba, Father. That's what forgiveness does. So when we come, when we come to thank him, and the Bible says, do not forget all his benefits. So, so, some of us have said, I'm tired of being a Christian. No, don't be tired. Praise the Lord. Some of us have said, this thing is becoming too much. Let it not become too much. Because if they gave you everything that you wanted. And said, okay, let's take our Christianity from you. Christians are forgiving ones. We're not better ones. We are forgiving ones. Do you understand? But because we are forgiving, we now live better. But we're not better than anybody. We're just forgiving. The slate has been washed up for us. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Oh yes. I, I know what I'm talking about. When there's a charge, when, you when you're guilty, even just in, in domestic affairs, growing up, you do something in the house and you know your father or your mother is going to find out. Okay? They come out, they haven't found out, they crack a joke, you can't laugh. They buy things for the whole household. They give you. Others are eating. Their own is digesting. Your own can't digest. Because you're owing. There is something you did. The weight is on you. 
until that matter is dealt with, you're not yourself. And do you, do you marvel why, why the world has to be drunk? Why they have to take drugs? Why they have to do things? Why they have to do... I know many of us came here, you know, with the trending news. You know, the man that was the 50-year-old man that was... Why, why do people have to do all of that? You know why? The guilt that they are carrying is too much. They are not normal again. They are sick. That's the reason. Why are people stealing billions of naira? They are sick. They are sick. They are sick. They are stealing money that can buy, buy houses they would never live in. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're stealing the type of money that they can't, if they say count your money, they can't even count it. But that, you know what? The guilt of where they're coming from, you know the thing about guilt is that it hardens, it deadens. And that is why we're told as parents, you know, to be careful with our children. There's a way you will treat your children, they feel that they're no good. And then they become masters in being bad. I get what I'm saying. Now, as the unbeliever, that's where they are. They know in their hearts, forget the, the faces they make and the comments they make on Facebook and the things some of them tell you face to face. They know that they're in condemnation. Their heart condemns them. Okay? And because of that, if they will not humble themselves and turn to God for forgiveness, what they do is that they turn the other way in rebellion. And as they make that turn, the devil is ever ready to lead them by the hand and say, let's go this way. That's why you see somebody who is a drug, you know, who is on drugs. The next thing, the person, if he's a man, he begins to do armed robbery or robbery. If he's a woman, he goes into prostitution. From there, the person graduates to do more things. Why? Because as they do evil, evil tells them there's no point turning back. There's no point on him. So they get worse and worse and worse. So the Bible says, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. 2 Timothy 3, verse 13 and 14. 13 says, 13 is, okay, is that 13 and 14? Um, go back 12, please. Thank you. 12 says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will do what? Will suffer persecution. But 13 none. It says, evil men and impostors will do what? Will grow worse and worse. This is what is going to happen. The evil will grow worse and worse. But the challenge for us today now, you know, which is part of what we need to learn today, is that the world, the evil people, they are on a roller coaster, just getting worse and worse, inventing worse ways. You know, I, I read up something, I don't know if some of us have seen it, how they said. Uh, the, is it young people or people now get themselves high? Some of them they say is a, a, a urine that is stored for ten days. Uh, have you seen that write up? Hey, do you understand? So the urine that is you know that is domestic and to be thrown away. Some they say is the lizard lizard pool. You know all kinds of things. Evil men will grow what? What's, who is inventing these things? It means that some chemists, somebody who went to school. And studied chemistry is sitting down to find domestic ways of destroying people. Do you, do you, do you get what is happening? There is one that said that I saw that I said ah, no one the mentholated spirit the price has gone. They say it's mentholated spirit put in coke. All kinds of things. Somebody is using the brain and the school that he went to to find these things and make it known and are learning it. See how they've removed our, our regular co uh, um, codeine. 
what was it? The um, cough syrup. You know, from the market. Somebody who went, we didn't know it does that. We just thought it was for cough. But evil men will graduate in their degrees. That's what the Bible said. If it doesn't happen, then the Bible won't be telling us the truth. But now, on the other side of it, verse 12 says, but it says, but all who desire to do what? Live godly in Christ Jesus. Are you and I still maintaining our desire to live godly? Because you see, no matter how we look at it, we're in a war. Pastor Baja told us that. We're in a war. Forget about the local problems we're having as a country. You know, the other day I was thinking about it. And I said, with all this noise that is happening, let's separate, let's separate. We, we have problems as a country. We have problems, you know, on, on the arrangement that we're having, staying together and all of that. And I know and I trust God that it will be sorted out. And we have problems with the people who love cows more than human beings. They are the headquarters of the problem. But let me tell you, growing up, the people who fought your great-grandfather for land, they were not Fulanese. They were your own brothers. Listen, trouble, the devil does not have ethnicity. Let me repeat that. The devil is not from any tribe. The devil is a spirit. Eh? Are you hearing me? The devil can speak Hebrew. He can speak Yoruba. He can speak Fufude. Is it Fufude? That's there. He can speak Hausa. He can even speak Fone. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just came here. You see, the devil can speak any language. You see, it's deception if you think he's somewhere or he's coming from somewhere. You know why? The first time the devil hits the world in terms of violence and problem, it was senior brother to younger brother. Cain was not Fulani and Abel was not Igbo. They were the same tribe, the same father, the same mother. In fact, they were twins. You know how twins love themselves. When the devil comes in, he can scatter anything. Don't imagine. That's why I pity people who are tribalistic, especially as Christians. Uh, this is my people. This is my person. You, know, you waste your time. You, 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 you betray your ignorance of spiritual things. Your tribes persons are not better than anybody. If the devil handles them, they will show you that they are worse than monkey. Are you getting what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is nobody. We are all vessels. As you and I are here now, you see, okay, I want to believe the Lord is using me to speak to you. There are people who gather and the devil is using them to speak to people also, telling them how to do things. So it's who is using who. It's not whose tribe or which tribe somebody's from. It's the spirit that is operating in the person. So the Bible talks about the spirit that operates in the sons of disobedience. Now, the world we know is at war and the people of, you know, on the other side, that's what I'm trying to talk about. Okay, I tried to talk about Nigeria. That's what, the people on the devil's side will grow worse. We remember when the LGBT thing started. It started with just um, uh, lesbianism and the LG. That's LG. It started with G, LG, Abby. He has added a B, and then he has added T, and he has added Q, then he has added the infinity, the ones that don't know which one they are. Do you understand? You know why? The devil, you know the way Honda, how many of us drive Honda here? Or Kia or any of the cars? The way every, as you're buying the old car, they're working on the new model. 
The enemy is always working on new model of sin. I get in it. They're working. They're, you know, they're, they're research finding. How do we make things worse? How do we commit this thing? Now, they do what they do. It's not, uh, that's not our business. The challenge is now, you and I, are we growing in fervency for the Lord? Are we growing cold? Praise the Lord. Or maybe we're, we're trying to remain the same. We're just there. That's where the challenge is. Because if you remain the same and your enemy intensifies, you know that's a losing battle you're in. I I don't do a lot of football, but I realize with the little experience I have in football, that the team that is losing, towards the end of the match, somehow they're invigorated. They have extra energy. They have extra drive. Is, is that true? Okay. And they're playing. And whenever I watch it, well, what I say to myself, if these people played the way they're playing this last five minutes, from the first five minutes, they would have won the match. Do you understand? They would have won the match. But something happens at that point. But I also notice that when they start playing like that, if the team that was winning does not also increase their intensity of defense, what happens? The other team wins. So there is no static point. So the score could be 3-1 at 15 to the end. There are people that have scored three goals in seven minutes. People have scored, you know, even more. Now, if the other team maintains how it was playing when it won, you know what is going to happen? They lose the match. What am I trying to say? We that are children of light, we must up our game. We must up our game. All these things that we're hearing, the, the devil is doing. We must up our game. I mean, look at the news that I know is in everybody's. I mean, 21-year-old girl, you know, and that 50-year-old man. And I said to myself, what, we, we've seen what a 21-year-old girl, full of the demonic control, can do. Now, have we heard what a 21-year-old girl, full of the Holy Spirit, has done? The average 21-year-old girl full of the Holy Spirit, one shawarma. Hmm? Uh, which is the jeans now? Bell-button jeans. That's, that's, do you understand? <laughs> the devil side, the full steam. The average 21-year-old girl who is a Christian may not have won a soul in one year. But we see this girl capture a 50-year-old man. You know, we, 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 listen, I don't respond to news, but let, let me deal with this a bit. Let me deal with this a bit. Some of us are shocked. The Bible said the adulterer does not bring down small men. Do you understand? Anybody, if you're listening to me and you're in adultery, the reason you're making it is that you've not become a big man. When you become a real big man, the devil doesn't like, say, ah, say a 21-year-old girl killed one 50-year-old carpenter. See, you people are laughing now. You're laughing now, you see? The reason you're getting away with some of the things is that it's not news. It's not news. <laughs> Just become something. Just become something. We, we heard about the, um, 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 I think the, the last one that caught me was... Um, is it president of World Bank or international, um, either World Bank or IMF, that it was a, a hotel, um, a janitor or something at the hotel. 
He said, this is scripture. He said, they are trust women. It doesn't bring down mean men. Mean men, they'll be playing. It won't be news. The press will see them and pass. What is news there? Poor man. Yeah, yeah, woman. Too often. But when the man is there, or when the woman is there, that's when they fall. Huh? My, my handkerchief falls from my hand to the floor. It's no noise. It doesn't shift anything. So it's scripture. Do you understand? It's scripture that is being fulfilled. As simple as that. The higher you go, the more the devil is saying, be feeding him, be feeding him. Then the devil hit him. That man thought, uh, you know, that man must have thought he's living life. But I'm sure he's not thinking that now. You know why? Because the trap has caught. Let me tell you, any rat that is eating in anybody's house, in a man's house, knows that he's not living life. The only safe rat in any house is a fasting rat. If trap doesn't catch you, the one they put poison, once the rat is opening mouth to eat, they are very careful. In fact, some rats have learned to sniff poison. Do you understand? For a rat, <laughs> okay, let's leave that topic. What I'm saying, in, I'm coding it. If you're living in sin, you're in danger. If nobody will tell you, I'll tell you. Some of you are coming here for the first time. You may never come again. Anybody called a Christian who is living in sin, the devil is just giving you time. When it's most suitable for him, he will bring you down. Sometimes he will wait like where I started from. You just die and go to hell. It's, listen, we read the scriptures. Majority of people will go to hell. It's few that will go to heaven. Whether you like it or not, that's what the scripture said. Do you understand? Broad is, the, broad is the way and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. There will be many who what? I came here one day, the Lord said, tell them that don't imagine heaven is easy. Jesus has taken the impossible path, but he didn't take the easy path. It's all difficult. That's why I say those who desire to live godly will do what? Will suffer persecution. There will be resistance. Don't think that when you declare a Christian, when you come to your office in the morning, they say, all rise for Holy Wedge. All rise for Sister Mary. She has come. We love you. You've come. Oh, how was Sunday? Mm -mm. When you come in the sight of you, listen, praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Joseph was holy amongst his brothers. His brothers killed him. Those people are not your brothers. You think they're rejoicing with you. Joseph was different. He was reporting what they were doing to their father. His brothers hated him enough to kill him because he was righteous. Righteousness and evil and darkness, they are in eternal conflict. If you're making peace with it, you're deceiving yourself. There's no peace. There's no peace. It's scheming. Everyone is scheming its way. Okay, so for such a time as this, we have actually gone to for such a time as this. For such a time as this, men and women of this season, Christians, one thing you and I must do in this time is that we must take the advice of Scripture. Hebrews 12 verse 2. Hebrews 12 verse 2 gives us an advice that you and I cannot take lightly. Because why? It says, looking unto Jesus... You see, God wants us to make it. Let me hear you say, God wants me to make it. When we sing the goodness of God, he is indeed good. Because if my lecturers were like God, I would have made a first class. How many of us had lecturers that put tricks so you fail? 
When they write the exam, they twist it. They didn't tell you like that. Eh? You followed what they t- but they put twist there. Okay? So the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, what? The author and the finisher of our faith. Who what? Who for the joy that was set before him endured. We are saying here that those who live righteously in Christ Jesus will do it. Will suffer persecution. Now, they didn't say to us here, Jesus enjoyed persecution. If they said that, I would have failed. Because I'm not enjoying it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's saying that Jesus did what? Jesus also endured it. Now, but this is what he says. How did Jesus enjoy it? He said, for the joy that was what? Set before him. And that's what I want to do for you this morning. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people do what? The people cast off restraint. The joy that the Christian must set ahead of him so that he can make it through this life is the joy of heaven. Heaven is not talked as much in Christian gatherings as it ought to be. And that's why there's so much problem. People hear more of breakthrough. People hear more of uh, whatever it is than they hear of heaven. Heaven is our secret, is our hope, is our assurance, is our anchor. Jesus for the joy. Every day Jesus woke up, he will go and pray with the Father, and he'll be, you know, you know, he came from heaven. So he'll be saying, Ah, I miss this, I miss that. And the Father will say, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Then he'll go into the day and endure. Then the Pharisees will provoke him. He will hold himself because of heaven. This one will happen. He'll hold himself. Why? Because he doesn't want to miss going back there. That's what the Bible He said, Who for the joy? He could continually see something. My prayer is that you and I, as we are seated here from now on, when we shut our eyes intermittently in the office, at home, while you're at the hotel, while that girl walks a uh, catwalk or tiger walk past you, you will see heaven. Our brother Pastor said something here. He said she told the lady that was tempting him, it is too costly. You know why? He could see heaven. He could see something. He could see something. Many of us are not seeing anything. Some of us, the only thing we're seeing is the blessing. So what is the blessing? The blessing for the real Christian is him. He said, uh, uh, was it a uh, get connected? I think that was a uh, Julia. He said, he called them that what? They might be with him. The greatest blessing God can bless you with is that you be with him. People, people. Brethren, we must read our Bible. People came to our Lord Jesus at the end, unfortunately, and said to him, Lord, Lord, which means they knew him. And they said to him, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. That means the devils thought actually they knew him because if the devils don't think you know him, they will skiver you. You know what they did to the sons of Skiver? They beat them. Okay. So it means they were in, the, they were in character. The devil thought this people were actually. I said, we, we walked signs in your name. I mean, somehow, they had mastered the way this thing was working. But the master himself said to them, what? Depart from me. I never, what? Knew you. That's a fearful, that's, that's, that's terrible. The master was saying, all those things you were doing, we were never together. You are not my acquaintance. You probably operated, you know, like Janice and Jambros. You know, you operated, you know, in some power, but it was not of me. That's what he was saying. And that is what, what we're saying. He says, our Lord Jesus 
looking, looking unto him, who for the joy he could see, he could see where he was going. In, you know, it, it's so amazing how, for, for most of us here educated, how someone can come and tell you that you, you, you shouldn't be, you know, so heavenly minded that you're earthly useless. This is Abuja, so most people know a bit about uh, real estate. Nobody sets up beacons, beacons or deacons, beacons, for a property and takes the bearing from his pocket. Is that how they do it? Before you get a coordinate for any property in any part of Abuja, there are pre-established points that you draw your coordinate from. We made terrible mistakes when we bought this place and were constructing initially. The first person that did the uh, beacons for us for our perimeter fencing, I don't know where he took the uh, bearing from. And what he drew was terrible. So we had to get another person who now had to go as far as the national stadium to get the you know, bearings from. And that's how come we could get our accurate uh, uh, perimeter. And then after we did that, our neighbors came and told us, your perimeter fence is wrong. And we said, no, it can't be wrong. What was our confidence? We knew we had drawn it from one that was established. When you set an anchor on heaven, you can't make mistakes in time. You can't, you can't. It will bless your marriage, sir. It will bless your finances, sir. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, God will help us to get into some of this. this but we become Christians and we want to speak. Every discipline has its language. Am I right? So there are jargons, medical jargons. There are, you know, legal jargons. Here to for, you know. I don't know where they have to hear to for. Choose one. Hear. You know. But, but they have all those things that they used to intimidate us. Okay. In Christianity, there are some things that, that you must settle that is the language of Christianity. In Christianity, more or less of wealth means nothing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, when next somebody says, there are going to be 50 billionaires from here, don't bother shouting. Don't waste your time. You know what? In Christianity, the Bible says, godliness with what? Contentment is great gain. So, if somebody comes, let him prophesy contentment to you. Because you can get the billion and the next billion will be the one that the rat will be caught in the trap. We don't count numbers. We count contentment. In another place, it says having food and raiment. Is there any naked person here? I get, this is Christian language. You know, we, 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 we jump, we, we don't like, the Old Testament is old. So we're in the new covenant. I'm a new covenant believer. I'm a new covenant believer. But you go and claim Abraham's blessings and refuse Paul's sufferings. Eh? You refuse the testimony of uh, Peter, Peter and John. Peter and John, what did they say? What was the first, one of the first uh, uh, things we heard from them about prosperity? They said what? Silver and gold, they have boku boku. They said they have how many? You mean none? You mean they came to church empty-handed? You know some man of God said, never you appear before the Lord empty-handed. My God is a rich God. But Peter and John appeared empty-handed. And they changed the worship that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? That, that is it. Heaven, heaven, yes, that's what I'm talking Heaven, let me say heaven. I want to make it. Yes, and you will make it. You know what? This good God wants you to make it. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Blessed are your ears for they hear what you're hearing and your eyes for they see what you're seeing. 
God wants you to make heaven. That's why he sends the truth. But he can't compel you to make heaven because he's love. If God were not love, everyone created by him will go to heaven. But if you go to heaven by compulsion, then God will not be God who is love anymore. You have to make the choice. That's why he's bringing the word to you, helping you, you know, reconfiguring our thinking. Okay, so the first thing for such a time as this is that we must behold heaven. So in as much as we are having issues locally as a country, economically, you know, and the challenges are getting tougher. I heard that egg, the price of egg has almost doubled. It has doubled. The price of, uh, there's this fish that we used to call in, in the East. When you serve someone that fish those days in the East, the person will say, ah, but the war has ended. That means, you know, starvation is over. Why are you eating this? You know, I heard that fish now is now, uh, and then there's this saying that they used to say that there is no gain in the head of fish. I was telling my wife that now you have to find gain. Oh. <laughs> you, oh, you have to find the gain now, you know. So, so th- things are, are getting quite difficult, okay? And, and for the believer, what do you do? You have to set your eyes that this place is not your home. We are passing through. So I say to his brother here, I say to a family here who is going through difficult times, hold on. This season will pass. This too shall pass. In the name of Jesus. This is not God's best for us. This is God's arena that we play and come home. In the name of Jesus. So the Apostle Paul says, Philippians 3.14. It says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Can can you give us the easy to read version? ERV version. It it captures it the way we, we, we need to see it. ERV version, Philippians 3.14. Philippians 3.14. Praise the Lord. Let's read it together, everybody. I keep running hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven and you will make it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So, At such a time as this, we must not lose focus of heaven. Child of God, if you look at what is happening around you, you become wicked. You become heartless. That's the truth. If you look at the way, whichever side you are interested in, if you look at the way they are treating those young men in the east, you will hate some people. you you, you, You will just say, but remember our citizenship is of heaven. So we look at that and then we can operate. Praise the Lord. The second thing we have to, the type of men or women we have to be in this time, is men and women of courage. Men and women of courage, I'll try and be quick on this. I believe this should be clear. Joshua 1, 9. The Lord speaking to Joshua says, Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? He said, Be strong and what? Of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, dollar might be out of reach. Naira might be out of reach. So many things might be out of reach for you and I. But God is with us. Praise the Lord. God is with us. God is with us. He said, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God. Courage. 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 Courage is so important. 
I pray the Lord will help us to capture it and hold on to it. Revelation 21 verse 7 and 8. Revelation 21, 7 and 8, the, the, the Bible there says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Okay? No, just wait. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. This is clear. But just the first word in verse 8, sorry, first line in verse 8. First line in verse 8 says what? But the cowardly, that's the first one. Not the thief. What do you think about that? But the cowardly. Who is a coward? A coward is somebody who is not living out what he knows to be right because of fear. Part of the challenge we have in our country. In fact, not part of the challenge. The main challenge we have. Remember, the church is the salt of the earth. Am I right? We are the light of the world. Okay. We are the yeast that the Bible says a man takes and hides in dough. And then it what? It permits every other thing. But if the yeast gets in there and becomes cowardly, the dough won't rise. The challenge we are having in our time is that Christians are cowardly. I was a complete, total unbeliever that if not that I got born again. I didn't even know. I, I can't remember how many times I heard of it, Dahosa. It's now that I'm hearing of him. And meanwhile, I, I was born in 1969. Just to tell you how much of an unbeliever I was. I didn't know. Okay. But, but I, I hear that he was a man of courage. I hear he was a man of courage. How many do we have today? But let's not look at some big man. What about you? Christianity without courage is not an overcoming one. He said, but the cowardly, look at where they put the cowardly. Let's read the rest of the passage. So we say, the cowardly, the unbelieving. Can you imagine? So being a coward nullifies my belief. The cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable. The same group with cowards, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers. Those are the juju people. Idolaters and all liars. See liar, that's a serious one also. Shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire. It, just for being a coward. Just for not being speaking up in my office. Just for not taking a stand. We learned that when you take a stand, you establish an altar. When you establish an altar, God shows up. Just for being cowardly. Just for not being able to speak to your friends. No, this is not right. I won't stand for it. To tell them, drop me, I'm coming out of the car. I'm leaving this party. You can't do this. Because of that, I'll be grouped with sorcerers. Somebody say, not my portion. In the name of Jesus, not my portion. We need men of courage. Men of courage. Can we look at Joshua 1, 9, the, the living Bible? The living Bible, Joshua 1, 9. We receive. It says, yes, be bold and strong. Banish fear and doubt. The cowardly. We know what God said. We know what God has said. And we know who God is. Why should I be afraid? The songs, there's a song that says, Why should I fear when I have you surrounded by your love, your everlasting love? Why should I fear? I have God for me. So at this time, because we look at Esther, oh Lord. 
that was a lot of courage. We, 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 must, we must respect her courage. Remember what she said to Mordecai? She said, everybody knows that the law here is, if you come into the court without invitation, what happens? You're dead. You're dead. Unless. So if the king does nothing, not that the king will order them to kill the person. The person is dead unless the king says don't kill. So if the king were absent-minded, and even if the queen came in, she was dead. That was what she had to face. I don't know if anybody is facing such a situation now. That's the text that we took for the conference. For such a time as this, she acted in courage. She said, I will go into the king. And if what? If I perish, I perish. That's what she said. The Lord's grace will abound towards us in Jesus' name. The other one we have to be in this time, we behold heaven, we are men of courage, men and women of courage. It's very simple, very easy. I mean very simple, not very easy. Is that we have to people, men and women of resolve. What did I say? Men and women of resolve. Men who have decided whose side they are. I don't know whether this is simple or that this makes it simple. I think this makes it simple. And that's where a lot of us have issues. Praise the Lord. You see, many of us that are here, we live our lives and we carry on and we are nice people. We are lovely people. Praise the Lord. We, we, we are just nice. Now, now, our, our Pastor Baja here said Jesus wasn't nice. You know, the, the word nice, we, we can argue for or against, I'm not on any side. But what I know is that Jesus was a person who had made a resolve. He said, all that I see my father do, that is what? That is what I'll do. Whether you're clapping for me or whether you're jeering at me or whether you're even, you know, mocking me, it didn't matter. I decided I will be for my father. Now, in this time, I want to, you know, encourage you and beg you and if possible convince you to make a resolve you know why when you make a resolve other things are easy do you understand i remember those days when i went to lagos newly one of the things i used to do was i made sure i filled my car vehicle tank okay because if you miss the turn maybe you're going from uh from a joy state to to um to somewhere in a, a, a or wherever. If you miss the turn, where you're going to do U-turn is our papa. Now, once you miss that turn, you're not panicking again. You're just going straight, waiting for the next 20 minutes before you make a U-turn. You see, when you make a resolve, you know what it does? It puts you on a straight road. You can move on. When you come to your office, you come to your husband, you come to your wife, you come amongst your friends and declare to them, this one is a sold out Jesus boy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just you declare and they watch you. After some time, if they're discussing some things, if you come in, what happens? They keep quiet. There are some conversations that if they hold around you, go home and tear your shirt and say, Lord, I have no honor amongst these people. 
Can somebody, is somebody hearing me? There are some things, if they still suggest to you, if they are comfortable with it where you are, then it means that they have not seen your side. I get what I'm saying. They have not seen your side. Recently, you know, um, I think Momichi happened to her as well. It happened to me. We were checking some schools for Tuski, and I was checking some things on uh, artificial intelligence and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I Google something on my phone. And they're advertising artificial intelligence. Say, these people, they think I know anything about it. They didn't know I was just checking in for two You see, even your phone knows your resolve. Some of you, if they're still showing you naked women or naked men, it means you're doing something that is telling them you're a candidate. Your resolve, the phone has not read you well enough. You see, the, the phone uses artificial intelligence. It predicts you. It, it sees the type of story you like. You like, uh, what was that one called? You like all those amiibo blogs, and then and then he slapped her, and then he sometimes he say, "Ah, look at how romantic that! What's my business? Nah, look at what's my business." He say, "Look at how the man is kissing the wife in their wedding. That's their business. Do you understand? They look at the way you, the stories you click on. They they look at the things you read. It's the way some people are looking at me. If they can throw stones, they would have thrown it at me. I need to get there. I need to get to the point where as I'm preaching, they throw things at me. The people before me experienced it. So 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 they they, they look at the stories you click, the things you share, the, the the things that make it to your your front page. You know your phone has front page. They look at all of that. That's how they know what to suggest to you. So there are some things they should suggest to you. You keep your phone and say, Lord, enough. These people are taking... Google, I warn you. I take authority. I, do you understand what I... Yes, there are some things, you know, they, 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 they must know that the owner of this phone is a holy woman of God. Is a holy man of God. You see, they don't waste their market. If they know you won't buy... They will not show it to you. The reason they're showing is that you bought some time ago. You came close. And they don't know if you are fully fallen. So they're bringing it around. May you be delivered. In the name of Jesus. May you be exalted and respected in their eyes. What am I saying? Men and women of resolve who have decided whose side they are on. You see, the thing about deciding the side they are on is this. You can't hide. Some of us say, what's that team that people are ashamed of? Is it your team? What's that football team that people are? Asna. Asna, le? That they say you, you can't have high blood pressure if you're an Asna fan. They have lost so well. If it's your team, it's your team. Abi, it's your team. If they lose, uh-huh. Do you understand? When you make a resolve, you have chosen your side. I'm a Jew man for Jesus. Finish. Do you understand? I'm not sharp. Uh-huh. I'm not smart. Uh-huh. I don't know how to make money. Uh-huh. My team is Jesus' team. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us, we want to be, if my you is winning, we want to be with my you. If this one, no, choose your team. If you're a Jesus boy, be a Jesus boy. When he wins, you win. He said, the, the Bible is so clear. It says, if we suffer with him, then we'll also be what? Glorified with him. Some people don't want to suffer with him. How do you imagine you'll be glorified with him? It cannot happen. You must make a resolve. I know, I know, you know, I've known, not just I know, I know things that I've not been able to enjoy or ask for or imagine because of the team I'm on. But you know what? I'm also looking forward 
to the time when I will also hold on to him as he's being glorified. I say, Jesus, you know, I'm your boy. I will just go with him. Why? I've made a resolve. He's my Lord. He's my master. He determines my uprising and my downsitting. He determines where I go. I'm not here and there. No, I am on the Lord's side. Moses said to the children of Israel, he said, who is on the Lord's side? He said, let him come over. And not everybody came. It's not a quarrel. But the Levites came over. And by them, God dealt punishment. God is not going to punish anybody now. Because this is not the time for judgment. The window for mercy is still open. Let's rise on our feet as I make a call. For how many today will say to themselves, I make a resolve. From this moment onwards, I will be on the lost. Nothing. 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 It was many years ago. I can't remember. I think I've told us this story. Many, many years ago. I think it was, we got born again in 94. You know, maybe this was 95. I'd, I'd, I'd imported a car. And, you know, I used to be very crazy about cars. So, my turnover on vehicles was very high. And this one was a Wrangler Jeep. You know? 1994, 95. Wrangler Jeep. I'd seen the picture. There was no internet. I think... My brother had sent me the picture. So I was already living in this car. The car came in. And this agent collected money from me. Two months or whatever for the car to come out. Two months passed, the car won't come out. He was just collecting money. You know the way they do you, 419. They're just collecting more money. If you press, they collect more money. So one day I got to his office. And I was so angry. I was ready to jack this man and, you know, really get physical with him. And I was wearing a T-shirt. And the t-shirt was, what was that written on that t-shirt thing? Either Jesus Christ is, or I love Jesus Christ, something like that. So, as I was about to jack him, one old man said, ah. Ah. <laughs> she spoiled the show. She said, ah. Ah. You know, this is not you. You know, the, the moment she said it. It was as if I stood and I saw another person. I, do you understand? I knew who I was. But the thing pained me. And I knew the man was doing it because he knew I was born again. So I said this thing now. Let me remove Christ. <laughs> and then the woman said, ah. I said, old woman. I don't know what, how she came around there. You know? And just her eyes. She didn't say much. I should just say, I remember who I was. That's how I was just looking at the man. And in my mind, I was fighting. But the constraint of the side I belonged, the constraint of whose I was, the constraint of the life that I'd been called to live, the constraint of the new creation was just holding me. That's what the Bible says when it says, the love of Christ compels me. This morning, I want to invite you. It's a place of safety. You know why? Because it's on that straight and narrow path. The Bible calls it the highway of holiness. If you're on that path, you can't go astray. I want us to close our eyes. We dealt with three things today. Or rather four. First of all, is Thanksgiving. And that Thanksgiving I talked about today is for forgiveness. I'm telling you, that was enough. If not for, for the conference, I won't even talk about this. We'll just dwell on thanking God for forgiveness. Thanking God for forgiveness. Thanking God for forgiveness. Just, there, there are some things I remember. How, how God just brings you out. 
I was in the university for, and for those who may know that I heard the story. And they put lists of those who belong to court. And my car was a court headquarters. The car was red. It had the logo of the, you know, it, well, not some people court or whatever you call it. National Association of Sea Dogs. The logo was there. I was, you know, I, you can't say sea dogs, pirates in, in, in your neck and you won't call me. How my name was not there. They rusticated the others. How my name did not make it to that list. Now, how do I thank God for that? Now, I can say I graduated at 20, became a chartered accountant at 21 or whatever. I can say it now. But had it not been for mercy, about that time I'll be entering another first day. How do I pay God? Is there somebody here whose life, the goodness of God, has permeated that you can say, I'm standing only because of the mercy of God. That's where we started from. And then we went on to, oh, you have to see heaven. That's the purpose of forgiveness. Because in heaven, he said, the unclean cannot come in. The guy cannot come in. We saw the, the cowardly cannot come in. The sorcerer cannot come in. None of those people can come in there. None of them can come in there. So we saw that forgiveness, oh, yes, it leads to a vision of heaven. And we may even stop there. And I want to make a call. All eyes closed, please. All heads bowed down. Forgiveness is here for somebody. You came into church today. And you know that this thing, this man is saying. There are some things that you are still feeling. You are still carrying the weight. God is saying, I can lift that burden off of you. Jesus says, all that come to me, I will by no means cast out. Today you came to church. You have been coming to church or you came to church. Jesus is saying, today is your day of salvation. Today is the day that I cleanse you of all guiltiness. Some of us, there might be even murder, bloodshed. Some things that nobody could ever know. But you know, it's always, you know, pressing you in your heart. But you know you're not free. You're not free. Jesus is here to set somebody free. He's here to set somebody free. And I want to pray with you. The second reason is this. There is a heaven. And it is made for you. It's made for all God's children. And he says, I go to prepare a place. As many as have come to me. He said, I'm going to prepare a place. For those two reasons, I want to beg you. If you're here and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Then I want to pray with you. You can raise your hand and say, preacher, I want, I want to be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. And I want to secure my place in heaven. I want to pray with you anywhere you are. I can raise that hand. Anywhere you are. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. If you're raising your hand, just come. Just come so I can pray with you. Come quickly, please. Please, please, please. If you're here, don't, don't take chances. Don't take. He will forgive you. He says, even if your sins be as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He's a merciful God. We sang of his goodness. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Come, come. Yes, come, come, come. Come, come, come. And if you're still here, come, come. Today is a day of mercy. Today is a day of mercy. The, the doors of heaven are open. God bless you. Come, my dear. Come, please come. Come. Anywhere you are, come. He's forgiven now. Yes, that's what he did at the cross. He shed his blood. 
And as you come, talk to him. He loves you. He doesn't judge you. He's so glad. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I said to God, we are going to be dancing in church today. I want heaven to be dancing as well. Do you know that heaven is rejoicing? Because this is what heaven wants. They want you to come back to heaven. If you're still there, please, I want to pray, encourage you. Come. Jesus is here. If you're under some bondage, some of us are here. And you know, you're saying, Pastor, I try, I try. I want to invite you. There is a power. That can come into your life today and help you. Come, my dear. Come, 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 come. God bless you. Come, come. Is there still any other person? So we can pray quickly. Is there still any other person? Please don't don't allow the enemy deceive you. Don't allow fear. We talked about courage. It takes courage to acknowledge I need help. It takes courage to say no. I'm not going to continue living this life again. Jesus, I come to you. I want to pray for these ones. Lord Jesus, after me, those of us here, Lord Jesus, I come to you today acknowledging that you are the Son of God. You came into this world to die for sinners. I am one of them. Jesus, on the cross you died. But you rose again on the third day for my justification. I surrender my life to you. Cleanse me. Wash me from my sins with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. From today, I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit, which you have promised to those who believe in you. I then receive the right and the power to call myself a child of God forgiving and justified I roll everything in my past over to you I receive the gift of a new life thank you Jesus I love you because you have loved me thank you I am born again God bless you God bless you please you're going to follow that pastor God bless you and join us Praise the Lord. The rest of us, can we just jump up on our feet and begin to celebrate the goodness of the Lord and just appreciate the Lord. Choir, are we ready? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.